You know the vibes. We're back for another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. Myself, Momuzi, alongside, as always, the legend that is Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how you doing today? It's all good, Mo. It's all good. Just trying to catch the vibe, you know? It's all Man, good, my know friend. <laughs> you know it. Another... What's going on? What you, got going? what you got going out here today? What you got going? Another slow news day in the offseason. Shock. But we promised the listeners yesterday that we'd do something for them today. We're going to predict the awards. The way too early predictions based on absolutely nothing. So, VJ, <laughs> let's let's get straight into it. Who's going to be the MVP next season? Wow. So you say got, the front runners are. I've two got players. two the names. Two Can players. I guess? I, Can I guess who yes, your, the, the top two names will be? Yes. Luka Doncic and Jason Taylor. Correct. Absolutely. See, we 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 talk too much now because I can even read your mind. Those two those two players, I think they are positioned right now to take the next step. Luca and Jason Tatum. Now, I think both of them will get enough touches. They will play. They the both teams will play through them, and they're very capable of having you know putting together that type of season because of their offensive abilities that they have. So I think both of those players are positioned to do that. Let me ask you this. Now, both of those players are having two very different summers. Now, Luka Doncic, as we discussed yesterday, is playing Eurobasket for Slovenia um, right before the season begins. Whereas Jason Tatum is what, having what he said is his first proper offseason. You know, last year he had the Olympics. Then the two offseason before were kind of COVID rushed, weren't real offseason. So Two very different off-seasons. Which do you think prepares you better? Would you rather be in rhythm and momentum and get straight into the NBA season, or would you rather have that time off to to kind of rest after a long playoff run and then get back to it? Well, I think both situations are unique because the summer before that, Jason Tatum played in the Olympics. Yeah. So he's had consecutive, consecutive summers where he's playing. However, I think that was very positive for him in many ways because he was getting reps, getting his confidence and being around other elite players during the summertime. It doesn't get better than that practicing against Kevin Durant, so forth and so on. On the other hand, Luca has had a major problem in the offseason, which is he always comes to back to training camp out of shape. He likes to, to enjoy the offseason. Yeah, he likes to enjoy the offseason. So I think both scenarios for these, you know, two players, it works for them. I think Jason Tatum needs time. I mean, that was a long season that he had last year. And then you're coming back this year with the same level of expectations and playing. More and, expectations now. So I, I think he needs that rest. But I also think if Luca can come back, in game shape, in training camp, he will take his game even to another level. I think once he understands that aspect, I think Luca will become that much more unstoppable, if you will, because he's already unstoppable. But if he's in elite shape, Mo, it's we're in for a treat as fans. 
So I think he will be in elite shape because he he was in great shape when I was in Paris with him a couple of weeks ago. Um, and obviously, I think that's a big point of emphasis from him. And he recognized that after the Mavs got off to such a slow start last season. BJ, I'm going to have to push you for one name of who you think is going to win, though. Luka. Luka Doncic. Interesting. Are there any other names that could be in contention, do you think? Aside I think it's the usual discuss. suspect. I think it's yeah, the I, usual suspect. I think Jokic won't be in the running because he's won the last two and he's going to get less of the ball as they try and integrate Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back. So I think that takes him out. Giannis is always going to be up there for MVP. Yes. Because yes. he's one of the best players. But I feel like the media and the voters are just so almost numb to the greatness of Giannis that it's just the expected. He's going to get us 27 and 9 and 7, right? That's Giannis. So I feel like right. that plays him being so great plays out of his favor. Then I, I told you my theory about LeBron. I think mm-hmm. LeBron will be in the conversation. Most definitely. I think another candidate is Devin Booker. Because the way the Suns went out of the playoffs last year, I think he's going to have a real chip on his shoulder. And like you said yesterday, talking about DeAndre Ayton, he's got to carry more of the load from Chris Paul as Chris Paul gets another year older. So I think Devin Booker could also be in the mix for MVP right there. That's possible. You know, Devin Booker is a, you know, like he is exceptional offensive player. I think he will be there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. There, there's two veterans to me. Hey, you've mentioned one, Giannis. I think Giannis will have a little chip on his shoulder. Embiid? This year, no, I think Kawhi Leonard. Ooh, I think Kawhi, I think Kawhi. And the reason I'm saying that is because you know, living out here in in Los Angeles, the Clippers, and 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 talking to internal people within the Clippers organization, they really feel they have a, a legit shot this year. Yeah, I agree. They they really feel. They're they put together. Stacked. Yeah, they have they have the depth. They have very capable players. The addition of John Wall gives them, you know, I don't know if he will be John Wall of old, but he still has elite speed, size, and they're really expecting Kawhi Leonard to come back and play at an elite level. Do you think he'll play enough games to be in the MVP conversation? I think he has to play. I think he has to play in enough games this year. Why? Because he set out all of last year. He has to get some level of rhythm and you can't get rhythm without playing. So I think he'll have to play probably more than he has played in the last couple of years. And I think that will, if he's able to get through that and his body responds, you know, he's in his what thirties now, Mm -hmm. if his body responds, I think Kawhi Leonard could put together that type of season. I think just because I think about 60 games. That's what he played in Toronto with the load management and went on to win the chip. And I I think he's going to need to play about 60. I I think he's going to need to play between I I, I, more than 60. I'm going to say if he could play 65 games this year, Mm -hmm. I think because because here's the thing that this team needs in addition to him playing elite. This team is going to need timing within the group john wall hasn't played Kawhi leonard hasn't played yeah so they're going to have to to me they're going to have to utilize practice i mean use the games like 
elite level practices. Yeah. So I like, would much rather have them play in the games. It's not I, like the, the Raptors where you, you had the squad and you just dropped Kawhi as the cherry on top. Yes. So, so to speak. Um, this is kind and of. And Paul George new, missed a lot of games too last and year. And Norman Powell's a new addition. Robert Covington yeah. only got traded at the deadline, you know. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, I think that's a good pool of candidates. Ja Morant could um, sneak his way in as well, do you think? I'm concerned about his health. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm really concerned about his health and the way he ended the season last year. Because there was, there, 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 there I wasn't, you know, it was like, well, he's sitting out, but they never gave me the real reason he was sitting out, which leads me to believe there was, there's something else there. But hopefully I'm wrong. But I didn't like how he ended the season last year physically. And what does that mean for him? I think at some point here, the way he plays, which is really fun to, to watch, he's going to have to change the way he plays. I don't think he can continue this pace of trying to dunk and jump over people. You know, as fun as it is to watch and the fans get excited and, you know, it's it's great to see on social media. I just think at his size, that's that's not achievable to do it through the course of an 82-game season plus the playoffs. That's interesting. So that's the the MVP awards. I think my personal pick is Jason Tatum because... I I can understand. I can understand that. You see it. You see it. I think Tatum, Luca Booker, that's up there. Um, A a super wild card if we get a healthy season of Zion Williamson. A super wild card. Yes. You say that. (laughs) If he comes out and gives you 25 on like 60-70%, <laughs> plays great defense, we'll see. We will see. But speaking of that, most improved player. I feel like the NBA needs to separate that into two awards. Most improved and then comeback player of the year. Do you know what I mean? I think there should be an award. Because yeah. if Zion comes back, they could give him most improved because he literally did nothing last year. So it's obviously an improvement on zero games. They should have, because there's so many injuries nowadays, they should have a comebacks player of the year award, I think. But who do you think is going to be the most improved player in the NBA this season besides Grant Williams? Besides Grant Williams. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. You got most improved. Wow. You know who I think could be most improved is De'Aaron Fox. I'm just going to just random name of guys I think this year could be like all-stars. I think De'Aaron Fox could be that guy. I I think a lot of times most improved, sometimes the names in consideration comes down to who were people not watching last year, but now this year they have to watch them because they've been so good, right? So like Shai Gilgis-Alexander, you know what I mean? If if he just comes Mm -hmm. in, okay, see, surpass expectations a little bit, he could be up there. Um, most improved is a very, very difficult one to, to judge. You've got to look at kind of who finished the season really strong. That's why I said shy. He finished the season when he was playing um, really strong. But then it's weird because, like, they gave it to John Morant, like, second year player going third year. I don't know right. if that expected jump should be in consideration for the award, if, if that makes sense. Um, but I always like when there's a surprise candidate for most improved that just comes out of nowhere and just... Okay, cool. I'm I'm here now. Yeah, no one says that, but I, I I I'm I'm I've been waiting on De'Aaron Fox to have that breakout season because he has 
that level of talent. I, I think also, this is a season. I've also been waiting for him to break out out of Sacramento to a good team. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and moving right. I need along. I need a sound effects. Boom. I need a sound effects button. Um, yeah. So so your pick is De'Aaron Fox for the most improved player award. Who do you have? That's tough. That's a tough. That's a tough question. Um. Because it's so much of it depends on like fit. Like, what if Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. went to New York and just became an all star? You know what I mean? Well, like, I think Jalen Brunson could easily go there and maybe average 20 something so, points a game. That's so possible. I think Zion, if he comes back and is healthy for the reasons that we've discussed. But I also think Anthony Edwards could make the leap from kind of fringe all star to like legit superstar recognized by everyone across the country because. Not a lot of people pay attention to the Timberwolves. Right. I think Andy Edwards could be in the mix. I think Tyrese Halliburton could be in the mix as well. I've told you before on this show how good I think he is. Um, I think he could really have a standout year. But also, here's one for you. A player who improved a lot last year, Tyrese Maxey. Because that's he's that's putting it. in serious work. I've, I've had some conversations with him. And just his mindset of how he approaches working out in the offseason and wanting to add things to his game, wanting to improve his game. I think he could improve. Also factor in Harden, I believe, is going to be better than he was. And Bede is going to be back to being healthy. That just opens things up more for him. You know, it just opens up the court. He gets out. He is a one-man fast break. You know, if he adds more score and versatility in the half court, could knock down his jumpers. I think his name could be one that's in the mix as well. And then we could have a legitimate, with all due respect to Tobias Harris, a legitimate big three in Philadelphia. I, I can't argue any of that. I mean, it's all so early. But I, I would I mean, be remiss. Fun with it. Those are those are those are good. Those are good picks. I would be remiss if I didn't put in my pick every year, which never turns out OG Ananobi. Because every year I have faith that he's going to make this leap. And every year he like shows flashes of it at the start of the season. And then it kind of just, you'll get an injury and it will kind of just trail off. But just for the, just to keep on brand for the fifth year running, I'm going to say OG Ananobi. What about defensive player of the year? It's hard to, it's hard to always pick against Giannis. Cause you, you know, he could, he could win it every year. I would yeah. say Scotty Barnes. I, I think Scotty Barnes, I think Scotty Barnes, has a chance. I think he really has. I think he really has a chance to win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, the kid at the kid at um, New Orleans. I really like him. Herb Jones. Yeah, Herb. Herb I got yeah. Herb. You know, uh, Mikhail Bridges. Of course, I think will be there. But if if you're asking me to pick one. I'm going to say Scotty Barnes this year. I think Scotty is ready to, to, to have one of those, you know, he averages maybe leads the league in steals, you know, blocks, you know, you know, one of those type of seasons. So, I think he's going to have a more prominent role this year on both sides of the ball. So we'll see. Um, Rudy Gobert obviously always has to be in a conversation. Yes. And if the Timbles, I think the Timbles could surprise a lot of people have a great regular season record. And Rudy Gobert's in that conversation. Also, Bam Adebayo, I believe he's going to get more respect for what he brings on a defensive end. But also, 
the Time Lord is now on everyone's radar. So if he keeps doing what he was doing and he can stay healthy, I like the Time Lord. So uh, also the Celtics, yeah. if they have the number one defense again, they're not going to give it to Marcus Smart again. But if their defense is as dominant as we've seen, then I believe the Time Lord could be in the running for that award as well. You know, Mo, you, you know, not to change the subject but here, but you haven't given much you haven't given much shine or much thought to the Gallinari trade. Do you not like that? The signing of Gallinari? Or oh, I, I your, like what's it. What's your take I, on that? So I like the Gallinari trade. The, the reason why I haven't given it much shine is because obviously I think of things in terms of championships and Gallinari at this stage of his career is a player that can be played off the court in a playoff matchup because of his limitations on a defensive end. But I do like them having some depth of the wing and having that scoring punch because at the moment they have no depth in terms of wing scoring if it's not Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they've really got no one on the wing positions. That's going to come in and give you any level of buckets. I like his ability to space the floor, shoot the threes. Um, so I like that signing. Defensively, obviously a big liability, which is why I've not given too much thought to it because I know in the playoffs, it's going to be matchup dependent, his ability to impact a series. So, yeah. But to get through a regular season, to be able to chuck him out there, give us 10 points, maybe 15 on a good night, I like it. I like it. I want them, I want them to add, um, you know, another big for a little bit more depth, especially with Rob's knee and Al Horf again older. And then another wing player would really make my summer, preferably someone a little bit more defensive minded. So then you can have the balance depending on matchups. Um, but I like it. I like it. I think it was a solid piece of business, cheap price as well. Um, I like it. What do you think about it? I think Gallo is a player, which you know they're, they're, every team has gaps. But one of the one of the gaps that I saw, especially on, there's two things that really stood out about the Celtics in their playoff run last year: one, their inability to take care of the ball, and two, they really didn't have another player on the offensive end that could you know, have a six minute stretch. Whether yeah. he was a whether he was playing with Jason Taylor and Jalen Brown or coming off the bench. And to me, that put a lot of pressure on those guys because both of those guys needed one of or both of those guys preferably needed to be on the court at all times because they didn't really have anyone else who could really score. Yeah. I mean, you got a little bit from Derek White. You know, you sometime, you know, if, if Grant Williams, you know, if he would step up sometime and he had some timely games there, Al, when Al stepped up. But if you could put someone like Gallo and just be consistent, just give me 10 to 12 points every night. Other than we having to search for that, whatever that third score, I think is, is good for, for their team because it'll allow the coaching staff to take those guys out and you don't have to just wear them out during the course of the regular season. So if Gallo can do that, I think this will be very beneficial to, to this team and for that team, because Gallo is a very capable scorer. You Bonified. know, he's capable of having 20 and, 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 and limited minutes. I mean, he's a, you know, he, 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 you know, he's a, he's a high volume shooter. He can shoot it. He can score. He got a little post game. So I think this could be a good pickup. I think this could, I think this could really be one of those pickups that if they're if they get back to the finals, I could see him having a role 
there and possibly an advantage because of his ability. And he's got some good size to him. Well, that brings me to a beautiful segue because although GMs can make the moves and we'll talk about the executive of the year shortly, it is about how they get integrated by the coaching staff. Who do you think is going to be the coach of the year for this season coming up? Well, the team to me that has kind of just, you know, just my initial thought is going to be Minnesota. You okay. know, I, I'm really expecting Rudy Gobert Chris Finch. to me have an impact. Yeah, I'm really expecting Rudy Gobert to, to have an impact because defensively he's going to impact the game. Now, you know, everyone's talking about Rudy Gobert and Carl Towns and Anthony Edwards, but I'm really looking for their guard play. In this league now, you're going to need excellent guard play. Guard play. And we're going to need D'Angelo Russell to really – begin to play the game at that all-star level that we saw him play at when he was there in Brooklyn. So I think Carl Anthony Towns is, is great. I think Rudy <laughs> Gobert would be ter- terrific. Anthony Edwards, I think has, Anthony Edwards could very well, if, if he See, makes the jump we're talking about, yeah. he could be most improved, whatever. Yeah, that's but what I said. They're going to need excellent, excellent guard play. And that to me is going to really, that's going that burden is going to be with D'Angelo Russell this year. And I'm expecting him to really uh, take on that, take on that. Is, is it contract here? For, is it contract here for D'Angelo as well? I think so. I believe it is. <coughs> because believe that it. can make all the difference. Oh gosh. I, I just think you are who you are. Can you handle the responsibility of a lead guard playing with those guys? Cause he's playing with, he's playing with, Potentially three all-stars. You'll never guess who my pick for the coach of the year is. You'll never guess. It'll blow your mind. Who you got? Ime Odoka of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> How did I know you were going to pick that? But I didn't, I didn't think you would go there. So, I, I was so I've like, got Tayum MVP, Time Lord for defensive player, Ime Odoka. So the reason being, he didn't get a fair shot in terms of the Celtics were trash for the first half of last season. And then the best team in the NBA for the second half of the season, right? If they finish first or second in the East, I believe that he will get the award just as a reflection of how he's turned his franchise around since he's come on board. That's my, that's my logic for it. Yeah. Well, you know, he did a great job last season, but it's one thing I've learned in all my years. Last season doesn't count. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's this is a new season. We'll what tell you that did to the... last December, what you did, it doesn't matter. Well, tell that to so, the Warriors who can't seem to stop talking about the Boston Celtics and the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, what the what the Warriors are doing, I mean, to me, it makes they want to make sure that the other young teams, right? I mean, New Orleans has to feel good about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cleveland has to feel good about what they're doing. There's a lot of teams out here. Philadelphia. It's very hard to play with expectations. The Memphis Grizzlies now, this year, unlike last year. Yes. And, you know, everyone says they they want this pressure. But, you know, look, playing in that league, when you're playing with the expectations – to win a championship or be good. That's different. 
So the Warriors are making sure that they put that pressure on the Grizzlies and put that pressure on the Celtics. Because, Speaking of. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure this, if the Celtics don't make it back to the finals this year, is that a, not a successful season? Any season that doesn't end in a championship is a non-successful season, BJ. Okay, well, that may be the case, but I'm not looking for them to be the best team in the East when the season starts. Draymond Green, Monson believes he deserves a maximum contract extension per Marcus Thompson. That literally just broke right now. Say this again. Draymond Green wants and believes he deserves a maximum contract extension. Go get the bag, Draymond. I'm not mad, but I ain't paying that. I ain't paying it. I ain't going to lie. Okay. We'll see. I don't know how how they expect to keep that team together. Because, you mean, they already complained about the luxury tax and all these things. How are you going to expect all your teammates to get paid if you want a max as well? I don't see it. I don't get it. But let's keep it moving. Speaking of paying luxury tax, BJ, executive of the year. Which front office general manager do you believe is going to be the executive of the year? It could very well be David Griffin. David Griffin, to me, quietly was very, you know, it was, you didn't know what was going on. You didn't, you didn't know what was reported because his, arguably his best player wasn't playing. Yeah. And suddenly they figured it out with Willie Green, Detroit native. <laughs> Came, I mean, Willie Green did a, a phenomenal job with that group. And then you're adding... Zion, hopefully a healthy Zion this year. So I think he could be in there. You know, as I think he could be in there and um as an executive of the year based on because he's I mean, based on he's what? adding Zion back. That's based not an executive on, move though. Oh, absolutely. Health is all is is important. But he shouldn't get well, credit well, for Zion being healthy. Like that's not like a he trade. Hired, he or hired savvy Willie signing. Green. Okay. Yeah, last last season, okay, BJ. Okay. Last season okay. doesn't matter anymore. Okay. They're going if they play to their ability this year, the awards will come. Zion will be healthy. Herb Jones, CJ McCullough, Willie Green. All of those moves could add up to a very successful season this year. Mm-hmm. And if everything comes together for them, this could be a very successful season down there in the bayou. Now, those moves were made under his watch, whether it was last year, the year before, or what have you. And this year, if those guys can get let's say 65 plus games together. This will be a 50 win season at a 50 win season. You and I will have to recognize this group and what they've been able to achieve. Willie green will get credit. The players will get the credit, the executives, the organization, all because of winning. 
I think this team has the potential to win 50 plus games, provided they can stay healthy. Interesting. Very interesting. Of course, executive of the year is still hard to judge because um, we don't know where Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell will be playing. It's not hard to judge. What's hard to judge is the following. Who is going to win games? If you, It's just like last year with the Phoenix Suns. Yes. What moves did they make? Did they make any moves? That, they didn't make any moves last year, but they won a lot of games. So this guy gets coach of the year. This guy gets executive. Okay. It was Zach Kleiman of the Grizzlies who won executive of the year, though. Yeah. So but the year before, who won? Who won executive of the year? Uh, yeah, it was James Jones of the Suns. Before that, Lawrence Frank of the Clippers, John Horst of the Bucks, right. Daryl Morey of the Rockets, Bob Myers of the Warriors. Yeah, you got to win. Just win. Just okay. win. You never know. It could be Brad Stevens then. We can go for a clean sweep of all Celtics getting awards. Have I missed any awards? Is there any that we, is there any that we've skipped by? Uh, rookie of the year. Who'd you pick? Rookie. Oh, we talked about this yesterday, didn't we? I don't think we oh, came yeah, to we a, a firm answer. I can't give a firm answer, so I'm going to back the UK's very own Jeremy Sohan because I don't think he's going to win it, but I got to believe in him and show him some love. So, you know, why not? I think it's wide open this year. I think if if he stepped up on the offensive end. Because defensively, same way you like Herb Jones, defensively, he can have that defensive impact. He just needs the offense to come along now. So, who knows? What about you? Wow. For for rookie of the year, right? Is that what we're talking about? Are we saying that again? Yeah. You know, it, it, the kid won. The kid from Iowa won the rookie of the year in the preseason. Keegan Murray. Yeah, I can see him putting up. I can see him putting up. I have no idea. I'm just. I'm just going to stick to what I. What. What. I think this year it's going to be someone that we're not. That's not currently on our radar. I think this. I think this is the year that someone that. That I'm not thinking of right now. It's going to win Rookie of the Year. Okay. The other, the others, as we should say, mm-hmm. the field. Okay. Well, as always, let us know on social media who you think is going to be winning these awards. Do you agree with our picks? Do you not? Um, hit us up on the Twitter timeline at Hoop Genius. Uh, join the conversation, and we might react to some of your picks if we've forgotten anyone, or if you think any of our picks are rubbish. Let us know. Um, hit us up, and we'll be back tomorrow with more basketball talk. That was a fun little episode, BJ. That was a fun new episode. We've got a few things to talk about tomorrow. Um, so until then, make sure you guys are subscribed, leave a review, leave a rating, all that good stuff. And most importantly, get buckets.